The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. We like that opening so much, we played it twice today, just for you. Here on The View from a Pew, brought to you by Divine Truth Christian at 84th and Harrison, and also DivineTruthChristian.com online. Rodney and Jen and the entire family, third generation of uh, owners of that business, and it's a great, great store, 84th and Harrison, or online at divinetruthchristian.com. So I've got my special guest host today, uh, Delmar Austin, who's always with us when uh, he's in town and gets an opportunity. And today, or actually this week, we've been talking about the meaning of the cross. So if this is the first time you've listened to this, you can go back and listen to the entire uh, five programs at YouTube on um, uh, The View from a Pew. So you just go to YouTube.com and The View from a Pew. But basically, wrapping up what we've talked about today when we start talking about the true meaning of the cross. We're going to talk about uh, the experience of faith and how that brings assurance to our lives. Mac, have you ever had somebody come up and say, I've got bad news for you? Yeah. I hate that phrase. <laughs> I, yeah. I know something's really bad is coming when they have to say that first. Yeah, I, I agree. I, at that point, I say, I don't want to hear it. Goodbye. Well, the Bible is full of good news, but it also has some bad news. Bad news is, is that... All of us are sinners, and that sin leads to death. But the good news is the fact that Jesus Christ died for us and provided salvation for us. Now, that in itself should provide enough assurance for us to live by every day. By that faith that's been engendered in our hearts when we hear the gospel message and when we respond to it, that should bring us assurance. And that's, and that's kind of all that we've been trying to say during this week. Uh, people are looking for assurance. Even Christian believers are looking in the wrong direction sometimes. It leads them to legalism. It leads us to universalism. It leads us to once saved, always saved. Mm. No, but assurance is found in that faith relationship with Jesus. In Romans chapter 1, Paul says that we live the Christian life from faith to faith. We live, we start with faith, we continue with faith, we go all the way through our experience with Jesus in a faith relationship, and this is what gives us that encouragement. And, and we ought to believe that about God. You know, the, the Old Testament story of Abraham, God calls Abraham and says, I want you to leave your family, I want you to leave your, your country where you live, I want you to go to a land I'm going to show you. I won't even tell you where you're going. Yeah. I'm just going to, you follow. Have faith in me. And then he says, you're going to have a child. Even though you're too old to have a child, you're going to have a child. And so all of Abraham's life is following God in faith. 
And it takes him all the way down to even after the child is born, when God says, I want you to take your your, uh, boy and I want you to sacrifice him. So Abraham has to exercise his faith again because all the way through his life, it's about faith. It's about this walk of faith that he's been going through. Now, we look at our lives sometimes, and we think it's impossible. Man, sin is so strong in our lives. The fact is, we do have this tendency to sin. The fact is that we fall time and time again into sin. We think, God, you know, you, I don't know how you could save me because I'm such a, a lost cause. I, I am such a mess. God, how could you do this? We need to have faith in the promises of God. God gives us promises and says, if you believe, you will have eternal life. Years ago, one of my sisters had the opportunity of going to Europe and traveling around Europe for a while. She was a college-age student, and one of the places she had to go to was the country of Switzerland, go to Zermatt, Switzerland, where the Matterhorn is. The Matterhorn is this really jagged peak, very tall. You've seen it in pictures probably a lot in the past. She says, uh, while she's there, I got to climb that peak. Now, is she a, a mountain climber? No. This is your blood sister. This is my blood sister. (laughs) She was older than I was, and she had had this opportunity to go over to Europe, travel around. So she's there at the Matterhorn. She says, I got to climb this thing. You know, I think a lot of people, uh, while they're listening right now, is saying, no, Pastor, the Matterhorn is in Disney World. (laughs) <laughs> or uh, because no, it's a real place in Switzerland. The, the real mountain is yeah. in Switzerland. But. And and your sister went there. And did she climb it? Well, let me tell you, she had no climbing experience, mm. zilch. And I think even my sister would admit this. She's not athletic. She's not into athletic sports. She's not into a lot of exercise or training or that sort of thing. But she had this great desire to climb the Matterhorn. So do you know what she did? She paid a guide to take her up the the, uh, Matterhorn. Well, that's okay, isn't it? Sure it is. She still climbed it. Well, do you know how they did it? No. She's, She's tied to him. Okay. okay, so he climbs up a little ways up the mountain, then he gets all secure, and he pulls the rope, and of course she uses her hands and feet, and she scrambles up the side, and he gets her in place and gets her secure, then he climbs a little farther, and they go through the process again, and they go all the way to the top of the Matterhorn. There is no way that she ever could have climbed that mountain. All she did was submit herself to a guide who knew how to climb, and he took her all the way to the top. We look at the Christian life and we think, there's no way that God can save us. You know, we're, we're sinners. We're lost sinners. Our, our life is a mess. We need to trust God. His promises are true. No matter how impossible it looks, God can do a miracle, change our hearts, and change our lives. And and that's where our assurance needs to be in the promises of God. My co-host today is back, Dalmar Austin, and we appreciate him being there. We've spent the week this week talking about the meaning of the cross and the and the search for the assurance that we do have 
salvation. And for those folks that don't understand this, that's okay. Pray to God, talk to your pastors, uh, go to church, read your Bible, but you'll find that God never takes our faith away from us. We give it back. We say we don't want it anymore. And so if you're a person who thinks, well, why would God send anybody to hell? God doesn't. I know that might surprise you, but that is the message of the gospel. If you believe and follow in Jesus and abide in his ways, you will have eternal life. Mac, I was telling you about Abraham and about the life of Abraham. Abraham had to follow God all this time in faith. He goes to this land. He wanders around in this land forever. He does what God tells him to do. It's all faith. And you know what the Bible says about that faith experience? As it, It's just gone, gone through in, in the book of Hebrews, telling the story of Abraham. And then it says this. This is Hebrews 11. These, including Abraham, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but have seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. They, they saw that God was going to be faithful. They, they laid their lives down believing that God would do what he said. Even though they didn't see the end result of all those, pro- of those promises that God gave, we live in this world. We look at our lives. Our lives look really, me- really messy, really terrible. Yeah. God says, believe in me. Trust in me. Trust those promises. And as you live each day in faith, you grow. You'll become the kind of person that I want you to be. Just have faith in me, and you can have assurance that no matter what happens in your life, that you'll have the gift of eternal life. And the story of Abraham is such a perfect example of that because, as you said earlier, over and over and over he followed God faithfully, and even when he thought it was going to mean the life of his own son, he still followed God. That's tough. That's tough when God says to you, your family member uh, can't matter to you anymore. I'm the, excuse me, only I can save that family member and just go ahead and follow God and let him do what he's doing. Just trust where God's leading. Jesus talks about the having faith like a mustard seed. Yeah. Mustard seed very very tiny. All that God wants is a response of faith. It's not how big your faith is. It's a response of faith because once you have faith that you're tuned in to the right power. And God can change all things, even the mountains in your life. God can move those things. You know, a lot of times people will ask me, well, Mac, you've had some challenges in your life. What was the moment in which you doubted your faith? The honest answer is I never did. And I have people that tell me that as we all have spiritual gifts, One of my gifts seems to be the gift of faith, and I I don't do anything for that. But I've just never gotten mad at God for putting me in a situation that I put myself in. And this is a perfect example of that. Follow God and what he said, and you won't have a period of time in which he's not with you. Really, Mac, the bottom line of what we've been trying to say all this week is that our faith— 
our faith experience is the assurance that we have. When we continue in that faith relationship, when we start out in that faith relationship, and when we continue that every day of our life, when we wake up in the morning, we have to choose, do I still believe in God? Do I still trust in him? Will I still give my life to him to live? And, and, and that is assurance. Each day, continuing in that experience gives me assurance that I have eternal life. I have the reward. I have what God wants to do for my life. I may not see it all now, but I trust in God. Yeah, and, and there's nothing in the world that God would ever do that would harm you. He will not take your salvation away from you because you weren't obedient enough. You know, I used to jokingly tell people uh, that I was the president of the Not a Good Enough Christian Club. And I had a very good friend of mine kind of pop off at me once after I said that and said, there's no such thing. You either are or you're not. And Mac, you are. And that's all that we need. Yeah. Not perfect, but certainly a follower of God. All right, Delmar, I appreciate you being here this week. Uh, nice to have you back. We are going to see you on Monday morning. want to let you know about our sponsor, which, of course, is DivineTruthChristian.com and also the store at 84th and Harrison if you're here in Omaha or in the Midwest. I'm Mac McCoy, and if I haven't told you lately, thanks for listening. Love this job. Couldn't do it without you. Where you'll find more.